Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. I am so glad you're joining me on today's Heavenly Wit Monday. For those who already know what Heavenly Wit Monday is about, thank you for joining me. And for those who are just happening upon my podcast or my YouTube channel, I want to say welcome. Here is how Heavenly Wit Monday came about. In March of 2020, I released my book, Heavenly Wit, Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields. It was a book that highlighted how to remain in the perspective of Christ. Christ, who sits in heavenly places, it's the highest place that you can see from. When you get an aerial view like that, you can't live any other way but from a place of grateful heart in response to God's greatness. So with that said, on today's episode, I'm going to be continuing the book of Colossians. That's what's coming up next. Last week, we talked about the greatest mystery. The greatest mystery that has been revealed. We don't have to search any further per se, because the greatest mystery as revealed by the Holy Spirit through Paul, as he wrote to the church of Colossae, he wrote on his own behalf and his protege, Timothy. And his whole reasoning in writing the book of Colossae was he had heard about this church through their co-worker, their co-laborer, Epaphras. Epaphras is the one who knew the church of Colossae, not Paul. So this is a letter that God is having Paul go out of his way while in prison writing to this church. He's encouraging them of their faith that, that he heard about from Epaphras and that they were known for their love for one another. And he wanted them to realize that the greatest mystery gets to be revealed through our lives, which is simply and yet so profoundly this, Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. So I'm going to continue on to chapter three. And next week, we'll go back to chapter two, but chapter three was really highlighted. And so something had happened in my life in which I really believe the Holy Spirit is wanting me to get this, like really get this. And it's one of those things that I just get to openly and transparently share with you. I have a strong desire at times to flip people off in my head, especially with this one particular person in my life who is very ungrateful. And so I let their ungratefulness and complaining and really bad perspective in life really get to me because there's someone that I have known for since they were 
11 or 12 years old. And now they're an adult. And I just want to go, really? Like, you really think your life was that bad? And, you know, just want to slap them upside the head. And the Holy Spirit has really just been causing me to remember his love. And so this is what he did today. He just had me write questions that he was really asking me. And then his word, going to his word in Colossians and like his, him answering me. So getting a question, writing it down, and then finding the answer in his word in the book of Colossians. Pretty cool. So the first question was, how do I put on my new nature? And I'm going to verse 10 of Colossians 3. Because if you read before it, it says, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights, set your mind, set your perspective on the realities of heaven. What are the realities of heaven? It's where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, which is Christ himself, not the things of earth. I stopped there real quick to do a, just a side note. How often, I don't know about you, but have I focused on the things of quote unquote heaven that were angels, but not God himself through Christ? That is what I believe Paul is referencing when he says to think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So our real life is this. It's hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, so when Christ is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So because of all of this, put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy. Here's why. Because a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. And because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. So you have to look at Paul writing to the church as God's love being made manifest through this warning of saying he corrects those he loves so much that he's using a man they've never met before and he's never met them. But yet he's going out of his way to send a warning along with encouragement. That's love, guys. See, we think of it as criticism when we hear this stuff, but really it's a warning. It's God's love saying, please, I don't want my anger to destroy you. 
You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time. Now is the time. Now. Not tomorrow. Not in a few hours. Not in a couple of minutes. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. So here's where I'm going. How do I put on my new nature? Colossians 3.10. It says it right there. Put on your new nature and be renewed. And how? As you learn to know your creator and become like him. So then the next question was, are there excuses as to why we can't put on our new nature? And Colossians 3.11 makes sure that there are no excuses. Here's why. He says, in this life, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where we come from, what color our skin is, what our background is, whether we had a great life or not. Christ is all that matters. And he lives in all of us. And that's what we focus on. That's what we stay fixed on so that there are no excuses as to why we cannot put on the new nature of Christ himself. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. He's not choosy and he's not fearful or uncomfortable with where we are from or where we're not from. So since, I love that word, since, because of whatever I've said before, going to bring it all together. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loved, then this is a must. And then it was like this personal message. Teresa, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Doesn't this sound kind of familiar? It's because Paul wrote something like this to the church of Galatia. In Galatians 5, he talks about and references the fruit or the evidence of the Holy Spirit, which is what? God's love. So all of these things mentioned, tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, they're all a result of the garment of God's love. The designer of this clothing is God himself. So here's what clothing yourselves in God's love practically looks like. So in verse 13, it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. And then I'm reminded of the scripture verses I reference often Matthew 5, 44 through 48, Luke 6, 27 through 36, Romans 12, 9 through 21. There's so many others. So more than anything, above all, he says in verse 14, more than anything, this is how you stay clothed in God's love. So we can do this every now and then, but here's how to stay in this place of God's love. 
which looks like tenderhearted, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So the purpose of this garment that we wear is because it binds us all together in peace and harmony. Peace and harmony is who Christ is. That's who we get to be bound in together. So to stay there is to always be grateful. So this is how you stay in that place of being clothed in God's love is by doing this. Always be grateful for God. Be grateful that he has equipped you and I to stay fixed on him by staying in Christ. You're going to notice a lot of Paul's writings has this interjection on a very continual basis. And it's always be thankful. So when we're thankful, it's a response again to God's goodness. We see the great purpose and when we're thankful in living in peace because we have revelation that we are members of one body because we know that the head of that body is Christ himself. So let the message of Christ, which is mentioned in Colossians 1 and 2, the message of Christ in all of its richness, let it fill your lives. When you're filled it will overflow onto others. But how? So here's the how in verse 16. By teaching and counseling each other with what? All the wisdom. But what kind of wisdom? From the wisdom that Christ gives. So this overflow happens while living in Christ. And in that overflow, we sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs. How? Yet again, with thankful hearts to God. Not just being grateful for the things we have, but being thankful to who God is. Because the more we become thankful to who he is, that's how we begin to truly know him. The knowing him is so key. The knowing him is what helps us to be stayed. The knowing him helps us to stay in his steadfastness when everything else is with such great opposition trying to get us to not be stayed in him. So from all of this revelation of being in Christ, here's what ends up happening without our human efforts, but by God's grace. God's grace empowers us to rise above our own nature and lean into the divine nature of God by the spirit of God as we stay in Christ. So whatever we do or say, we get to do it knowing who we represent. How? By giving, yet again, here it is, thanks through Christ. And here's the target to our thanks. God the Father. We are so much more equipped than we realize. And here it is yet again. 
the greatest mystery is Christ who lives in us. Christ lives in you and me. This is what the men and women of old before Christ came were waiting for. They wanted to know what it looked like. And yet we get that. And why am I not living with such great expression of faith and trust? And that's what I want to get. Like with gritting my teeth, God, I want to get this. And the only way we can get this is by staying in his love. But how? By always being grateful to who God is. See, we can be grateful yet again for all the things we have, but that's fleeting. Those things can slip through our fingers. Many of you and and including myself know what that looks like. The things that we treasured, the things that we, that we worked hard for to possess was like sand going through our fingers. So it's not about being grateful for what we have as much as being grateful to who he is. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's Heavenly Whip Monday. If you have any questions or you want to add to what you have learned from the book of Colossians, from the Holy Spirit, please share your thoughts with me. I would love it. Thank you so much again for joining me on my podcast or my YouTube channel. I thank God for you. And I pray that you and I will get to know him more and more so that we can love one another more and more because we're getting to know God better and better. Thank you so much for sharing this episode with your friends and your family and even on your social media. Remember what this show is all about, to point you to the Father through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, with bold inspiration, revealing God's goodness.